Good morning and welcome to TSN Radio's coverage of Euro 2020. I'm Michael Landsberg and today we begin with Ukraine and North Macedonia. It's live from Bucharest, Romania with the call from National Arena Bucharest. Here are Mark Scott and Pat Niven. The forwards with the legendary Goran Pandev up there as well. Two changes for Ukraine as well. Zubkov is out with a foot injury. Sidorchuk is moved to the bench perhaps because he'll be banned for the final group game if he is booked today. The very experienced Taras Stepanenko comes into midfield and Mykola Shaparenko, who was on as a sub in that defeat to the Dutch, comes in as well, which might mean Alexander Zinchenko plays a bit further forwards, although there are some suggestions amongst the Ukrainian media that it could mean he opts out to the left side of midfield. We'll find out soon enough because the players are set. Macedonians in their all red strip this afternoon. Ukraine all in yellow. So nice and easy for us when it comes to the player ID. Yep, some of those teams win those stripy shirts, so those vague numbers are hard to see, but uh, no, very, very clear. And uh, again, that uh, definitely looking forward to. I expect goals. So we're off and underway. By the way, the referee today is Fernando Andreas Raffaini, an Argentinian who's making history by becoming the first South American referee to officiate a game at a European Championship. He's not the first non-European, mind you. Egyptian Gamar al Gahandor took charge of a game at Euro 2000. And if any of you knew that already, then big congratulations. Because you had to dig really far to find that, yeah. Did indeed. The BBC Bible coming to my aid there very pleasant afternoon by the looks of it in uh, Bucharest North Macedonia operating with this 3-5-2 formation that Igor Angelovsky has uh, had pretty good success with they've been on a decent run ahead of the finals been tough to beat Alioski has it for North Macedonia feeds it forwards to Goran Pandev who goes down under a challenge just inside the Ukraine half and wins the free kick for his side what a moment that was Pat to see him score that goal I was commentating on it and you couldn't help but be delighted for him he said he'd trade all of his trophies and medals for one appearance at the European Championship finals he got there and he scored his country's first goal yeah his reaction was phenomenal um, and then of course he tried to lift all the fans and he's trying to get them up I don't know if he needed to to be honest because they were hyped as it was it was a big moment for him and uh I mean, he's absolutely invested in this. He's had a, a fantastic career, most of it, obviously, in Italy. And he's a, a very, very talented player. Certainly not got the legs he once had, but he's got the quality. First couple of yards in his head, as uh, yep. they always say about uh, players who are getting towards the latter stages of their career. Here's Alioski then for North Macedonia. He's uh, not been able to control the ball, left-back area. It's just uh, bounced a bit too big for him. And his uh, blonde head self wasn't able to retain possession so it will be a throw for Ukraine both these sides suffered a uh, late heartbreak in their opening matches with North Macedonia battling back to 1-1 through that goal from Goran Pandev before they conceded twice late on to Gregoric and Arnautovic to lose the game and we know that Ukraine arguably involved in the game of the tournament so far the 3-2 loss to the Netherlands having fought back from 2-0 down pumped ball over the top looking for the chase of Elif Elmas and the Napoli man wasn't quite quick enough to get there before it bounced into the gloves of Bouchan. Yeah, it's been immediately obvious that uh, Alioski has been told there's a gap behind there. They're not the quickest at the, the back there, so put it through there. I mean, obviously, 
Pandev's not going to be lining quick when, when he gets the ball played through to him but certainly you know the man beside them Elmas who's moved up from midfield he's going to try and get into that sort of space here is uh, Zavani the uh, very highly rated teenager and Zinchenko who is over across on that left hand side floats it forwards down that left channel for Ukraine look like a high boots in there on Stefan Rostovsky who's uh, <laughs> back on his feet now after uh, ensuring he got the free kick first of all was only four rolls I mean, give him his due. I mean, I've no doubt he got a little bit of a neck here, but we've actually got a better view of it here. He got, he got a little bit in the top of his head. Yep, sore. But there is no injury in the world that makes you need to roll four times. Do you know if you're really injured? You don't roll. <laughs> I don't know why the players do it. <laughs> you feel that it's the only way that they can get a decision to uh, convince the referee that uh, they have been impeded I've seen so many instances where if players had gone over they might have got a penalty in the like or even a VAR call here come Ukraine with their first attack and uh, Yaramchuk has got his way into the area he's picked up the ball again Roman Yaramchuk has offloaded back to Shaparenko for Ukraine first uh, serious test of the Macedonians back line and out comes their keeper Dimitrievsky to punch it clear and the rebound goes over the top Interesting play by Dmitrievsky. You know, he's going out there. He looks like Superman, doesn't he? In an odd punch that he does there. He's, he's almost looks as if he's diving into a swimming pool the way he goes to his head down. Punching it. Now, the ball goes away, so he's done the right thing. But in that situation there, I have no idea why he just don't catch it. I mean, it's straight in front of your face. You know, just catch it. Goalkeeper who uh, plays for Real Vallecano and uh, was given... A bottle of beer by Lionel Messi as he become one of the latest goalkeepers uh, that he was scored against. And uh, he's kept it as a souvenir. Would you have that much restraint or would you uh, crack it open? <laughs> well, I've never had a beer in my life, so yes, I would have that restraint, yes. Well, I'm sure you might be having a few if uh, Scotland managed to win at Wembley tomorrow. And don't forget that uh, this time tomorrow we'll be fully in the swing of uh, the build-up to that one, which begins in Five Live Breakfast from 6am. Nicky will be at Leicester Market and Rachel will be at the Tenants Brewery in Glasgow. Well, I don't know where I'd rather be yeah, those two. <laughs> to, to be fair, before you start thinking I'm holier than thou, I like whiskey and I like wine. I just don't drink beer. <laughs> Speak to Lionel Messi about maybe yeah. giving out yeah, some a bottle of whiskey. A good, whiskey. Yeah, a good bottle of whiskey would be much, much better. Nil-nil then in uh, Bucharest between Ukraine and North Macedonia. The stakes very high for these nations. If they lose this game, they could be out of the competition tonight, depending on what happens between the Netherlands and Austria. That's an eight o'clock kickoff. Full commentary on that one for you, of course. Prior to that, it's Denmark against Belgium at five. Here is Andre Yarmolenko, scorer of that fabulous goal in that defeat to the Dutch, cutting in from the right-hand side. Offload short to Shaparenko. Goes wide to Karavev. Karavev crossing position from the right. Rolled into the centre. And Malinovsky. Now it's Zinchenko. Period of possession for Ukraine. Mikhalenko goes backwards of square to the Manchester City man Zinchenko. And the Macedonians have done well there. Put a squeeze on them. Forced them back. But Ukraine retained possession with Malinovsky. Into the feet of Zinchenko. Left-hand side of the pitch. Not in a very threatening area. And that wall of red is basically forcing the Ukrainians back. Yeah, they've worked really hard at that, uh, the Ukrainians. What's really nice, you know, sometimes the first round of matches, it can be a little bit cagey and it's done a little bit slow. There's nothing slow about this, this game. It started at a brilliant tempo from both sides. Yarmolenko having a go from just outside the area. 
and in trying to intercept Darko Velkovsky sent it back the other way but fortunately for him wide of his goal and behind for a corner can we take a photograph of that I've never seen that before Yamalenko shoots with right foot shock <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't remember that I'm sure it has happened before and West Ham fans will tell us that it has happened but it's so rare for him to have a goal with his swinger it's a good idea even if it doesn't go on target because it makes the defender think that there's another option well they scored from a set piece against the Dutch first corner of the game for Ukraine here and it's caused some problems and eventually the Macedonians managed to bundle it away half-hearted appeals for something in there from a couple of Ukrainians but uh, certainly some concern for North Macedonia early on from that set piece and they've got more defending to do here Malinovsky has the effort on goal smart stop at his near post by Dimitrievsky yeah they have really pushed the North Macedonians back just now they're playing at a very very good tempo to be honest I don't know if I've ever seen Ramalenko actually a lively against just now he is zipping about the place I suppose he knows that like every other player knows that this is a game that they need to win if they're going to stay in by the way I think Dimitrievsky left a little bit too much space at that near post and was lucky to get back to it still nil nil but Ukraine on top with eight minutes played in Bucharest and uh, that delivery to the far post Yarmolenko couldn't quite get the contact he was looking for which has left a few of the Ukrainian supporters with their hands on their heads yeah, yeah. I mean he was being close to the mark I would argue he was being dragged back there I mean I'm slightly surprised the referee didn't have a closer look at that we've got a better view of it now I mean if he'd have got a penalty for that I wouldn't have argued it looked like it first time for me he was leaning in a bit himself but the defender had plenty of him with both arms holding the shot and Fernando Raffaini had a very good view of it the Argentinian official he saw nothing in it and neither did VAR Alejandro Hernandez the Spaniard is the man in the replays room in Neon in Switzerland for this one quite surprised that uh, Yamalenko didn't make more of it he didn't go any big claim you know he just tried to stick his left leg out didn't get enough on it but uh, better be careful Boban Nikolov has it on the right wing for the Macedonians but he was uh, doubled up against and uh, it's the yellow-shirted Ukrainians who can clear with Matvienko up towards halfway but it's uh, just gone out for a throw to the Macedonians when they started the first game Macedonians under a little bit of pressure as well didn't they and then they come back into it obviously with uh, that Pandev goal uh, but I think they're used to that you know there will be games where they'll be under pressure and they need to be able to defend and then they will have their opportunities to break and when they do they're very comfortable looking on the ball but they're always looking for that man Pandev who they've just found again out in the right wing it'll be cleared by Matvienko or attempted to be cleared and it comes off the uh, charge down from Spirovsky and behind for a goal kick and uh, Alexander Zinchenko was saying that he'd uh, had a chat with Ilkay Gundogan about what to expect from North Macedonia because of course they famously beat Germany in a World Great. Cup qualifier in March and uh, Gundogan was uh, fulsome in his praise saying that they're a proper team who do try to play football despite obviously their resources being a lot more limited than the other nations that they're up against here yeah I mean I've been impressed with them I mean they Again, you don't want to be outclassed when you come to your first competition. And it hasn't looked like that, but it gets harder as you go on. I mean, they will get tired. They'll have limited, you know, backup for the, the, the first 11 as well. So we'll find out a lot more about them as this game de uh, develops. Pandev's won the ball for North Macedonia just over the halfway line, but he's run into a bit of traffic and not been able 
to uh, retain possession. Sent forwards now though for the run of Juramchuk who could be in here. It's Juramchuk for Ukraine, tried to cut it back across goal. Stepan Rostovsky did ever so well to make the block but I wonder if he'd have been better off having a go at goal. What number has he got in his back? How can a number nine not go for a shot there? He's right and he's about seven or eight yards out. Yes, it's a bit of an angle, but it's not a ridiculous angle. He just needs to ding that over the keeper there. I mean, the defender gets back there, but to be fair, the defender was very... It's Rostovsky, isn't it? He was very, very slow when he was turned in the first place, and that'll be a real worry for them. In comes the corner, which is uh, cleared at the near post by Velkovsky for North Macedonia. Ademi has helped it further clear now. Stefan Rostovsky picks up the running. It's passing to Pandev a bit too telegraph. The possession's been turned over in centre field and uh, now it's broken back to Shaparenko. Lively start to the game. 11 minutes played, nil-nil as the ball is fed through to Yarmolenko. He can't control and it rolls through to Stole Dimitrievsky in the Macedonian's goal. Well, Yuremchik's left him for dead with that turn originally for that chance there. I mean, it was a turn that was about 35 yards out. But you know how many defenders, when you turn them, get left then three, four, five yards behind and losing ground? Eventually, he did get back to cut out the cross, but I mean, if you're your armchair just now, you're thinking, right, I've got him for pace, number one. So you'll have to sit off a little bit now, I would suspect, that uh, North Macedonian defensive line. And his body in centre field has uh, sent it wide to Boban Nikolov. Nikolov's cross is charged down, but it will be a throw for the Macedonians which is uh, going to work its way back to Spirovsky. Spirovsky dispossessed just inside the Ukraine half. That's a clever pass forwards to Chaparenko for Ukraine. Zinchenko now on the left. His attempted ball in towards Yeremchuk. Got a deflection. Yeremchuk still got there, but uh, he was in an offside position as he went on to latch onto the pass through the centre. And it's interesting that you mentioned that perhaps uh, it was surprising he didn't have a go at goal being a number nine he scored in both of his last two games got one against the Netherlands he's been in decent form so somewhat surprising that yeah he didn't chance his arm I mean, I mean to be honest if it's an easy pass across I mean he's got about 80% chance of scoring from there but if it's an easy pass across that gives the, the forward that's running in 100% chance of scoring then fair enough but there wasn't that gap there there wasn't that space there so that was certainly a mistake by him but you know look at Yaramchuk and Yarmolenko just now They've got, they've got it in the nostrils, haven't they? They think there's goals for them today. The lively start they've made, they've not scored yet, but they've both looked very dangerous and very up for it just now. Mentioned that the Macedonians are tough to beat. They've lost just three of their last 15 matches, winning eight of them, including that famous 2-1 success away to Germany in a World Cup qualifier in March. So there's certainly no pushovers. The problem for them has been goals they uh, had the joint lowest ratio of any side that qualified for the Euros just 1.25 per match which was the joint lowest along with Wales yeah um, and it's slightly surprising you know you mentioned there your amateur he, he does look like a, a very good striker he's tall he's got a good physical presence and he's uh, got lots and lots of pace too so he should be able to score goals Ademi bringing it forwards for the Macedonians now it's Ennis Barty good turn decent hit from about 20 yards out, the rebound is broken favourably as well, but it is slotted wide by Nikolov. But showing there that they can be a threat on the attack. Do you know what? I really love the pace of this game. It's end-to-end. -end. It's uh, one team attacking, the other team defending, then just going the other end. It's, it's almost like a basketball match the way it started just now. And 
you know the other games are, are you know they're fun as well you have to look at the you know the Germans playing against the French you know and it's more considered but to be fair um, that is absolutely brilliant the way they've uh, just gone at each other Plenty of football for you across the BBC today. Denmark against Belgium is a five o'clock kickoff. Full commentary on Five Live. Likewise at eight, Netherlands up against Austria. And that game is also on BBC One. And uh, every BBC TV game at the Euros is available to watch in HD with a Five Live commentary option on the iPlayer as well. In terms of the other action ongoing at the moment, live ball-by-ball commentary of day two of uh, England women against India women in their test match at the Bristol County Ground. Sports Extra for that and BBC Two at the moment for live coverage of Queen's as uh, Nikolov collects the ball on the outside of the right side of the Ukraine penalty area. Elmas has gone across to offer some support for him as well. Now Rostovsky all on the right side as North Macedonia look at it whipped in towards Elmas at the near post and from the corner of the six yard box the Napoli man couldn't get the right angle on it and it goes into the side netting he's probably impressed me more than anyone else in the North Macedonian team uh, so far today his movement's been superb he's got real skills about Mizrael Elmas but he's got that desire to get into the final third and he's almost playing you know between the striker and the midfield he's picking up some really interesting places spaces he's getting you know he's got real skills in the ball he's absolutely furious when the ball's passed to Pandev instead of him he feels as if he should get the ball all the time it's uh, the question only remains can him and Pandev actually work together because both of them are superb individual players yeah, a bit of a reshuffle with uh, Elmas almost partnering Pandev up top today he was really quiet in their defeat against Austria, Elif Elmas, I was commentating on that game and it was a disappointment because he's a real talent. Uh, he hasn't had too much game time at Napoli, but uh, the ability he's got is beyond question. But they didn't really see the best of him in that game against Austria and in that more advanced role, perhaps they will get more out of him this afternoon. 17 minutes on the clock in Bucharest, Ukraine nil, North Macedonia nil, but it hasn't been a bad watch so far. And as I keep saying, the stakes are high because defeat for either nation and they could be out of the competition after the game between Austria and the Netherlands this evening. That one, an eight o'clock kickoff and uh, live on Five Live as every game at the Euros is for you. Here is Inchenko collecting the ball in centre field as soon as he does though, a cluster of red-shirted players go to close him down and it's brought forwards by Enes Bardi, he plays his club football with Levante in Spain now it's Pandev the evergreen 37 year old racing towards the corner of the area on the left side tried to pick out Elmas but the ball is a little bit telegraphed and Ukraine have it now with Zinchenko smack bang on the halfway line Zinchenko looks up tries to see if he's got any options further forward shrugs his shoulders and decides he doesn't and has to go backwards to Stepanenko wasn't hugely impressed with his body language there I mean he's, he's tried to go forward then he hasn't been able to play the pass he's played to side and then just walked you know it's it's not like Zinchenko is it either you know because he is a bundle of energy most of the time but playing almost in a number 10 role and if you're going to play that role you've got to be moving all the time you've got to try and find the space so we shall see if his body language improves here on the uh, left is Makalenko for Ukraine looking for the quick give and go and he'll get there as well got to the byline but the bounce of the ball wasn't in his favour and he could only slice it as he tried to send it back in towards the edge of the penalty area so 
nil-nil but I think the Macedonians will be pretty pleased with what they've done so far they come into this tournament at number 62 in the charts the lowest ranked team to reach any European Championship but their head coach Igor Ankolovsky reckons that they do have a chance of reaching the knockout round he says in football everything is possible and he can point to their win over Germany in March as recent evidence of that he's also been thankful to the uh, UEFA president Alexander Cheferin for creating the Nations League which is how they qualified for this competition you think uh, they don't look at a place though now that they're actually here um, and the, the teams that come and they're maybe the, the absolute world outsiders and they come and they basically just defend and they sit back and they try and get the odd you know defensive I have to say the other day I was quite dis disappointed with the Swedes you know you think well wait a minute and, and although they did create a few chances against the Spanish team but they're not like that are they they're much more open than North Macedonians you know and considering the history of Swedes you know they, they should maybe be a little bit more open if they can having said that it was against Spain who are quite good on the ball and uh, the other debutants at this uh, competition Finland have had a win and a defeat so far so they're not doing too shabbily either really good atmosphere inside the national arena in Bucharest as I say about a third full of its 54,000 capacity and a pretty decent split between Macedonians and Ukrainians here is Zinchenko 30 yards out from goal central position but didn't really have an opportunity to get a shot away because once again the discipline of the Macedonians was excellent they had a cluster of red shirts blocking his route to goal it's been recycled though by the Ukrainians Yarmolenko wide on the right gets it into the area now it's worked handily into uh, Karavayev who sent it back towards the penalty spot and that's a missed opportunity there for the Ukrainians they've got themselves into a promising position on a couple of occasions but haven't been able to deliver with the final ball yeah but really impressed again with uh, Yeremchuk you know, he has a set of forward there, and most set of forwards are going to try and turn there, and they're going to try and smash it towards goal, even though there's a man on him. He plays a lovely little dink ball down to the byline, and it ends up getting across. Just unlucky it didn't land to a Ukrainian boot, but uh, he's actually a very enjoyable player to watch, Rencic. So almost midway through this first half, and still goalless between Ukraine and North Macedonia. Denmark against Belgium is at uh, 5 o'clock and Netherlands against Austria is at 8 and uh, of course this time tomorrow it will be almost reaching fever pitch in the build-up to England against Scotland. Five live breakfast uh, from 6 o'clock in the morning is where it all gets underway in terms of the build-up. Nicky's at Leicester Market, Rachel at the Tenants Brewery in uh, Glasgow and uh, for the game itself we're live inside at Wembley for the 8 o'clock kickoff. The man next to me Pat Nevin joining John Murray and Chris Waddle on commentary duty and uh, I believe you're the touchline reporter you might be housed behind one of the goals which will be interesting yeah I know which one I want to be housed <laughs> behind <laughs> Karabayev for Ukraine a crossing position by the corner of the penalty area on the right hand side bit of a lackluster delivery though and the Macedonians have forced Ukraine back towards the halfway line sent forward so by Yarmolenko Yeremchuk but the number nine is outmaneuvered by Velkovsky who sent it up towards Goran Pandev clever play from him just uh, took the contact from Matvienko and got the free kick it's been interesting watching Yeremchuk he tried that dummy again the ball played up to him and this time the North Macedonian defenders are ready for it I would say three times so far they've kind of fallen for it 
he can't keep on doing the same thing every time. So on that occasion, they didn't fall for it. But he's got lovely technique when the ball comes up to him. His hold-up plays very, very good. And he, he seems to, and as I say that, he's developing space again. And Zinchenko has worked it on to Yarmolenko. Right corner of the area, he's into the box now. Cutting in field and having a good goal on that left foot. And this time, it doesn't end up with the ball in the net as it did against the Netherlands. You know what, I'm, I'm still worried about uh, Dimitrievski. Can he actually catch the ball? He punched it again there, unnecessarily. Ball oh, he has. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Last. <laughs> yeah, it's all though, isn't it? I mean, that's twice in a row that the ball's coming at, at head height. It's right in front of him. I understand sometimes there's a bit of swerve in, in the ball and you have to do that and goalkeepers will tell you that. Um, but in this occasion, the ball's come to him, it's looping. And you know, it's his, only his own players beside him. It's, you know, if you lose a goal from that, it's not a good decision. He was initially a centre-back when he started playing football at school. Not sure if that necessarily explains why he uh, might not be too keen on catching it, but he did make an error in the 2-1 win over Kosovo in the playoff semi-finals when he uh, came out and made a handling error. So it does have a bit of previous in that respect. Yeah, mate, you can see that there's a kind of oddness in his style. He's not like, uh, you know, a lot of goalkeepers. He's, uh, he is unorthodox in his style, but, you know, if it's unorthodox, and it says zero at the end of the game, then he doesn't care. 24 minutes on the clock in Bucharest. Ukraine have had the better of it, but uh, still nil-nil, and the Macedonians have certainly shown that they can pose a threat when they are coming forwards. But they have defending to do here, which is done easily enough by Ristovsky. And now here's Enis Bardi. Do have some decent technicians in their side. Bardi is one of them, carved out a reputation as one of the Best dead ball deliverers uh, in La Liga. Scored a number of free kick goals. So if they can get some set pieces, he can pose a threat. Boban Nikolov now plays his football in Hungary. Goes back to Rostovsky. And a bit of possession for the Macedonians, which is perhaps what they need. Ukraine haven't necessarily been dominating, but they've had more of the ball. So this is good for the men in red. It is. Um, probably need to see a little bit more of Alioski as well. They've not really had that much involvement so far. And he's an important player for them. But he's been stuck out in the left-hand side here, and there's not much come back, coming down that left-hand side in an attacking sense for the North Macedonians. Here is Zinchenko, central position. Lovely idea to try and pick out the run of Yarmolenko inside the area, but just a bit too much elevation on the pass, which has uh, seen it drift behind. And meanwhile, Malinovsky is uh, on the deck. Ruslan Malinovsky, he was holding his throat for a while um, I think as the phrase if he says he was clotheslined I think that's the phrase and do you know what he wasn't he had a little shove in his chest and he's holding his neck bit of a telltale sign isn't it you know if you are trying to convince the referee at least try and hold the <laughs> part of your body that actually was on the end of the contact um, I have to say as you probably guessed I have no time for that <laughs> whatsoever just tell it like it is don't hold your neck when someone's pushed you in the chest Alioski's uh, throw from the left-back area is uh, to no one in particular, so Ukraine have it on the halfway line with Matvienko. Still looking for the first goal in Bucharest between Ukraine and North Macedonia. As uh, I said earlier, the stakes are high because if uh, either of these nations lose, then they could be out of the tournament depending on what happens in the match later on this evening between Holland and Austria. Uh, let's take you to Queen's Club and uh, Andy Murray is in action in front of uh, 
a uh, appreciative crowd of Russell Fuller is watching. Yes, around about 2,000 people at Queen's Club for this match. And Andy Murray leads the top seed, Matteo Berrettini, by two games to one on serve first set. But he did have two break points on the Italian's serve. Berrettini digging himself out of trouble with a succession of 140 mile an hour plus first serves. Thank you very much indeed, Russell. And uh, there is uh, coverage uh, of Queen's for you on BBC Two at the moment. And on Sports Extra, you can have ball-by-ball -ball commentary at the moment of England women against India women in their test match in Bristol. On 5 Live, it's uh, commentary of Ukraine against North Macedonia approaching the half-hour mark in Bucharest. And uh, the keeper has uh, had too much work to do. Stole Dimitrievsky, the busier of the uh, two stoppers with that smart save. But uh, aside from that, efforts on goal at a bit of a premium. Yeah, they've kind of settled down into pattern, both teams now. I think they've, they had to suss each other out. And it, and it took maybe a good 15, 20 minutes for that to actually happen. The game has settled into a pattern now. Here's uh, Yamalenko, though, who's thrown on goal, looked offside to me. Nothing given to start off with. Dimitrievsky made the save, but I think now the flag has gone up. And uh, Dimitrievski wasn't to know that at the time. I think it was tight. I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't think it was offside, just the, with the time of his run. Um, we'll have a look here. We're going to see it again. No, he's not offside. Uh, so he timed it really well. Keeper's come out well. And again, the unorthodox style, but he's out there quick, the keeper, isn't he, Dimitrievski? Very, very quick. And Yamalenko is on his left foot, so he's happy. But it was a difficult chance and well saved by the goalkeeper. Yamalenko with his uh, goal... Uh, could be in here and is from the corner. He's tapped it home. Andre Yarmolenko scores again for Ukraine. Well, that is four goals in his last three matches for his country. It moves him on to 42 for his nation. Only their manager, Andre Shevchenko, with 48, has scored more for Ukraine. And it gives them the lead just before the half-hour mark. Ukraine 1, North Macedonia 0. It's one of the oldest ones in the bit. It's basically a near-post corner, delivered with a decent amount of pace, flicked on towards the back post, and uh, he's come in there at the back post. Just trap the back post. If you're a winger, that's what you do. Trap the back post. And yes, Yamalenko has scored with his right foot. <laughs> it's just a tap in there. It's a lovely touch of that front post, isn't it? Just flicking it on. Nothing a defenders can do about that. It's all about good delivery. Keeper comes across there and it looks in slow motion as if he's kind of gotten himself in a, a difficult position. But in reality, there's nothing you can do. It's two yards out. Yamalika puts it across. 1-0. And you've got to see, on balance, they probably deserve it. Still one of Ukraine's star men, Andrei Yarmolenko, as he has been for the last decade or so, really. He's had another injury-plagued season at club level, only managed one Premier League start for West Ham this term, but he's having a good start to the Euros. Back-to-back -back games he's scored in now, and two very different types of goal. That blockbuster against the Dutch, and now a predatory finish from close range. Yes, I mean, first of all, his first goal has, is the classic Yamalenko. I mean, it's a great one, it's left foot into the top corner, etc. But, you, you want the, the easy ones as well. You, every goal you're going to score is not going to be an absolute cracker. And as I speak, he, uh, he actually seems in quite a bit of pain there. He got a tackle there, it's a little bit late. Uh, I suspect it's another one of those stepping on the foot ones. That's, that's my guess at the moment. 
But just that simple thing of trapping the back post. You know, if if you go there, remember strikers used to tell me, you're making the goal bigger. That's all you're doing. If you stand there outside the line of the back post, then you're making the goal bigger because you've got tappings. And at the end of your career, you might have another 30 or 40 goals just because you keep on going to the right place. By the way, the near post flick there was absolutely magnificent, wasn't it? You know, the first time it comes in, I thought, well, it's just a, a flick on. But in actual fact, he, he's actually done a little kind of, you know, almost a Cruyff in mid-air flick behind him. And uh, yeah, Malenko's read it. Defender hasn't. Won it. Taro Stefanenko, the uh, experienced midfielder, was the man who got in at the near post to make that flick. And Yamalenko's still down receiving treatment at the moment as I mentioned he's uh, had rotten luck with injuries uh, with uh, West Ham so be hoping that uh, he's going to be able to shrug this one off and uh, the famed magic spray is out and uh, doing its job because he's now being able to limp off he'll be okay there um, I mean I, th I think he did get a, a sore one I think maybe studs at pace scraped off across the top of his uh, ankle area so those ones can sting a little bit, but just by the way he's moving in these actions, I think he'll be okay to carry on. Don't forget, you can uh, download and subscribe to our Daily Euros uh, podcast. Uh, all the biggest names, debate and reaction throughout the tournament, the likes of Michael Richards, Chris Sutton and others, like our very own Pat Neving alongside us now. You can uh, get it every morning on uh, BBC Sounds. Just uh, download the Sounds app, search for Daily Euros and subscribe. And uh, with the... BBC Sounds app. You can also listen live and rewind commentary too on the app if, uh, if you want to go back and hear any pearls of wisdom from Pat and the others. <laughs> You're just trying to make me laugh, aren't you? <laughs> and indeed the listener. Just trying to put you in a good mood ahead of tomorrow. That's the yeah, I know oh, we're in a good mood. You cannot look forward to games like that. I mean, Scotland, England, it's, in the last few years, and particularly the last one, the 2-2 game up at Hamden Park was absolutely extraordinary. In that last minute, was it Harry Kane he collides in the last minute? I thought you might remember that. <laughs> as well as, um, you know, wanting to uh, to hear your view from your touchline role in that game, I'm also intrigued to find out where uh, ABB Chris Sutton and John South will manage to watch a game in safety, given that uh, Chris Sutton's <laughs> going to be in Glasgow. He spends a lot of time in Scotland, don't worry. He's, <laughs> they, they, they kind of put up with him up there, <laughs> understandably. Here on the uh, left-hand side for Ukraine is uh, Mikolenko who's been dispossessed by Nikolov and Nikolov has put it out of play but uh, Ukraine playing with a bit more authority now that they've got the goal it's just steadied the nerves I think for them yeah it's amazing the difference it makes he's just a, he's close to a swagger now the absolute belief in themselves they, you know the expectation was that they would go and win this game but getting that foothold you know it's going to be very very hard for North Macedonia now they're going to have to start taking chances they're going to have to press a lot about higher and that's difficult because for all the fact that Pandev will do as much as he possibly can, that pace and that energy is not going to be at that, to that level. And uh, here's another chance, and it's taken by Roman Yeremchuk. Through on goal, this time he didn't think about passing, went for the near post, and from about eight yards out, rolled it beyond Dimitrievsky, and Ukraine have taken charge of this game now. They lead North Macedonia by two goals to nil. Well, they're going to check it, no doubt, in the VAR to see if it was offside or not. My first thought was, it's bad defending. I think he timed it well. Um, he's done a little a bit of a loop just before. You know, he's actually come back towards the ball. That's a brilliant run by the, the attacker there. And goalkeeper leaves the near post slightly free there. Good pace, low down, hard for the goalkeeper to get to. 
I think I said right at the start of the game that uh, Jan Malenko, Jeremczyk had had their nostrils open because they felt there was goals in this game. There are, and they've got them already. Well, there is a check going on, but uh, I think we only needed one look at our monitors to be able to tell that he was onside and the goal will stand. Two goals in the space of five minutes for Andrei Shevchenko's side and it is both of the players who scored in the defeat to the Dutch that are on the score sheet against the Macedonians this afternoon. It is a long, long way back now for the Macedonians given that goals have been very hard for them to come by. Did you have a look at Jeremczyk there? Yeah, went straight over to Andrei Shevchenko. And it's as if he said, I've learned something. You, you told me to do that. When you look at that goal again, and you, you may be seeing the highlights tonight, the little bit of a run back towards, and it's only half a yard, run back towards his own player, and then looping round again. That's what kept him offside. You always have to curve that run. Now, sometimes it's only a yard. Sometimes it's three or four yards. The fact that he'd done that made that goal there. Um, and it's actually a brilliant player. And I was talking earlier on that I like this player, and his technical side of his game is excellent. That little movement was superb. Well, it's interesting you say that because when he scored his first goal for Ukraine, he ran over and actually had uh, quite a pointed celebration with Andrei Shevchenko. He's credited him. He says he's his mentor and his hero. So you've uh, you've spotted something there, Pat, which is definitely true. Yeah, but you spotted about two weeks before. Thanks. <laughs> Read about it. But it's but it's true. I mean, I, I didn't realise that. But it's quite clear that, you know, if you're going to be under Shevchenko, I mean, he's got the, among the best moments we've seen strikers in the history of the modern game. But you're going to learn things from him, and you can see that technical side of the game is actually very, very special. It's just a question mark whether he's finishing was going to be good enough. On that occasion, Juramcic finishing was superb. Well, Elmas trying to make something of a ball through into the Ukrainian penalty area, but uh, unable to get on the end of it, and it rolls behind. Juramcic now with. 10 goals in 26 caps for Ukraine. He was their top scorer in qualifying as well and had a decent return in Belgium as well where he scored 23 goals for Ghent last season. Is it last season or this season? <laughs> it's very confusing, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we just see last season trying to get away with it? Yeah, okay. So 23 goals for Ghent last season in Belgium. So uh, certainly a talent and uh, as I say, he credits Andrei Shevchenko for his successes in the national shirt. You know, if, if you look at him there and his movement and the intelligence of his play, you know, you come here, you are hoping for some players to get that move to a much, much bigger club. I think a lot will be looking at him just now. Got the bit between their teeth now, have Ukraine Zinchenko by the corner of the North Macedonian penalty area into Yeremchuk, who's uh, forced to go backwards with the pitch in Bucharest, the third bathed in sunshine and Yarmolenko trying to play the ball through the centre but he and Yeremchuk not on the same wavelength so it goes all the way through to Dimitrievsky Very noticeable, they're looking for each other all the time aren't they? Um, good understanding between the two of them good intelligence, I mean you not know, all players have got good match intelligence but there's a, a level above that and uh, certainly Yarmolenko's got that and uh, I'm really impressed. It's not just a goal. I think the Ramchuk's had a fantastic game so far. 
Well, there's uh, seven minutes left to go in this uh, first half. Ukraine 2, North Macedonia 0. Let's get an update on day four at Queen's from Russell Fuller. Andy Murray is going to have to break the serve of the 140 mile an hour plus server Matteo Berrettini here at Queen's because he's been broken after a loose game and he trails the Italian the top seed 3-2 a breakdown in the first set. Thanks Russell well while you're away Goran Pandev had the ball in the net for North Macedonia but he's been denied scoring in back-to-back -back games by the assistant referees flag and uh, we've just had a look at it not too far offside but he was off. Lovely finish, mind. It was a, a lovely, I mean, absolutely brilliant finish. One of the most delightful finishes of the tournament so far. Obviously, and also to get into the position, it was superb. But his calmness, as the keeper comes flying out of him, Bushran comes flying at him, he just dinks it delightfully over the top. Uh, it's a real shame. He was half a yard offside, and it's a real shame for him. But he has to almost do that. He's not got the pace, so he's desperate to go just that little bit early. He's 38 next month, Goran Pandev. If that goal had stood, he would have become the oldest player to score in consecutive matches at the same European Championship. But it struck off, still 2-0 Ukraine, and then down in the area goes Karavayev for Ukraine. He wanted a penalty, referee not interested. Zinchenko keeps it moving, Karavayev picks it up and goes for a goal. This time the deflection of Belkovsky, fortunately for the Macedonians, rebounds into the path of their keeper Stole Dimitrievsky who collapses upon it but it was the sort of deflection that could have easily evaded the keeper and gone in for a third Ukrainian goal yeah it could have done by the way it was never a penalty in a million years well done referee for spotting that one but when it came back out to him only one thing in his mind he did the right thing tried to put it across the goals the deflection and it's just luck nothing more than that just luck that North Macedonia are not down to 3-0 just now they're not exactly getting hammered but if you lose another one it'll begin to feel very much like that yeah, shame from the neutrals perspective that Pandev was just uh, offside there otherwise it would have uh, set up the second half nicely five minutes left to go in the first period Ukraine to North Macedonia nil Yeremchuk and Yamalenko with the goals for Andrei Shevchenko's side and uh, it's the first uh, time that they've uh, managed to score in the first half of a European Championship finals game all four of their goals prior to today had come after the interval 37 efforts at goal without success in the first half prior to this game but they've got that particular monkey off their back left hand side for them now and uh, it uh, breaks down as uh, Malinovsky tries to make something of it back inside the Macedonian's penalty area with Stole Dimitrievsky who pumps it to this left side and Alioski heads it back in field Elif Elmas is there even playing in that more advanced role hasn't uh, had much of an impact on the game that's a beauty of a ball though he's sprayed cross field to Rostovsky Rostovsky then couldn't quite get the angle right in his pass to Nikolov and it comes through to the Ukrainian back four and they're able to clear upfield Yeremchuk for the Ukrainians to Yarmolenko on halfway, dispossessed by Elif Elmas, who doesn't like the challenge from Yarmolenko. He will get the free kick, though, on the halfway line. You, you look at someone like uh, Elmas, if he was playing in, say, the number 10 role for Ukraine, I think that would look absolutely fantastic because the space they've got there, the creativity he's got and the amount of attacking they've got just now. We've just seen another look at that goalkeeper. <laughs> to be fair, Dimitrievsky, it's a fantastic save, but it's almost past him. But I feel a little bit sorry for Elmas because 
he's getting very little ball but every time he gets it he looks to do something very very intelligent he's got lots and lots of skills he's just playing with a team they're under far too much pressure at the moment um, but once again they're looking at your entry he's absolutely dominating the, the centre-backs he's playing against just now Ukraine on the charge once again here and is that going to be a penalty this time? Yeah. no it's a yellow card for simulation and <laughs> well the player that went over Mikola Shaparenko didn't want to turn around to face the referee because he knew what was coming I think that's one for the uh, simulation game for uh, for Chris to have a look at at some point and it's awful it is an awful dive you know I'd add one thing to that in the game I've had to change a rule in football just now right so yes that's a yellow card but I'd actually use VAR a lot more for that you know the, the dives that you can actually pick up afterwards the referee doesn't spot um, I, I think it, it could be get rid of the game quite quickly so Shaparenko be embarrassed he looks embarrassed and he should be embarrassed yeah the Dinamo Kiev uh, midfielder given a uh, yellow card by Fernando Raffaini which uh, had a look of disdain on the referee's face when he was uh, dishing out the caution to him and rightly so really I mean that was an awful I don't think I've seen one as bad as that for a while yeah I know he couldn't be practicing his diving well enough at all uh, to the referee saying well come on you've got to do better than that to scam me come on mate this is international level now what are you thinking about you would have thought also in, in days where there's VAR they know that they're not going to get away with something as blatant a dive as that but that's the sadness that's why I talk about the VAR being used during the game there's too many referees at the moment seeing a dive and saying oh I can see that's a dive play on don't stop it and give me a yellow card that's what you should do you stop the diving much quicker that way uh, there doesn't seem to be a desperation to do that final minute of the first half then and uh, Ukraine on course to take the three points that they've just given the ball away to Ariane Ademi midway inside the Ukrainian half now collected by Elmas his pass is poor though and uh, Ukraine can get it away in centre field with Shaparenko fresh from that yellow card for the dive Zinchenko now who's sort of been operating in part of a midfield triangle alongside Stepanenko and uh, Shaparenko it's a hallmark of the way that they like to play under Andrei Shevchenko neat crisp midfield triangle passing it's, in, it's interesting to see where you know, Zinchenko's playing most of his games almost a 10 or a or an eight, you know, a lot of the time, and he's okay there. I mean, I'm not sure he's as good there as he is. And I like slightly more deep position, running with the ball and everything in front of him. Um, it's kind of odd to see him in that position. He's actually come out a little bit further to the right wing just now. But I'm, I'm just not convinced because he played almost exactly the same position in the Champions League final, and it was really odd because that didn't work at all for him. It really, in fact, it led to them losing the goal that lost in the game. Well, it is his uh, more natural position, central midfield, but uh, Pep is able to uh, mould players to play in uh, many a position when they arrive at Manchester City. Sent long by Bushchan, the Ukrainian goalkeeper, and it goes all the way through to Dmitrievsky. Just the one additional minute at the end of the half to be uh, tacked on. As, uh, we get to see the offside uh, call 
against uh, Yeremchuk and also the one against uh, Pandev. One obviously was onside, Yeremchuk's goal stood, whereas uh, Pandev's one was uh, disallowed. And that's the difference between you because Yeremchuk was offside but ran back on again, whereas Pandev didn't. He just kept on running, so didn't tell us. Well, the half-time whistle has gone and Ukraine are in charge. They struck twice in the space of five minutes. Yarmolenko with a close-range tap-in after a wonderful near-post glance from Taras Stepanenko. And uh, then the second goal, really well-timed run by Roman Yaremchuk to then latch onto the pass and steer it in from close-range. Pandev had the ball in the net but was rightly ruled offside. Ukraine very much on course for the points at half-time. Ukraine 2, North Macedonia 0. Well, Ukraine either side of the half-hour mark in Bucharest and they are in control after 45 minutes against North Macedonia. Stephen Caldwell and Kevin Kilban next. UEFA Euro 2020 Halftime. Powered by Volkswagen Canada. Proud partner and supporter of Soccer for All. It's time to be the change. Action kicking off in Bucharest, Group C, Ukraine and North Macedonia. Ukraine in front at half-time. Andrei Yarmolenko with the first goal in the 29th minute coming from the corner. 42nd goal for his country, his second of the tournament. And then just five minutes later, Ghent's leading scorer last season in Belgium, Roman Yaremchuk makes it two goals to nil. Luke Wallman alongside Kevin Kilban and Stephen Caldwell. Let's get to you first, Kev. If North Macedonia were going to get anything from this game today, they would have wanted to be well organised and not concede at set pieces. So that would have been a huge disappointment how they dealt with the first goal for Ukraine, wouldn't it? Yeah, the, the coach, Angelovsky, has prided himself on their organisation without the ball in open play. But something you've obviously got to get right, absolutely have got to get right, is your set pieces against them. There's a number of players that switch off. It wasn't actually a great ball that was played into the penalty area. And Yarmolenko gets himself free at the far post. It was poor defending from uh, Rysovsky. And it just frees up uh, Yarmolenko for a simple tapping. But for all the hard work without the ball in open play today, for all the, the energy that they've put into the game, they concede from a set play. And, you know, that's what's ultimately cost them, Stephen, really, in this match. Yeah, it's, it's very disappointing, Kev, isn't it? It's the one thing that you have to get right at this level, international level, where there's not that time to work with players. No excuse when you're at a major tournament, but I think they'll be kicking themselves. They really, you know, pride themselves on the way they defend, the solidity. You see what it is here. There's a couple of zones and then it's man-to-man, -man, and when you're man-to-man, -man, you must get it right. You must stay with your, your, your marker, and they don't hear. The first mistake, I think, is allowing the Ukrainian striker to get across the front of Volkovsky, who's in that near post zone, doesn't do his job properly, and then Rysovsky at the back post there, really disappointing to, to let uh, Yarmolenko to get in at the back post there, but a, a bitterly disappointing goal, and a goal that North Macedonia certainly could have prevented. On the 2-0 goal, the Roman Yaremchuk goal, coming pretty soon after uh, they'd actually got that first one, and that's something that cost North Macedonia in the first game as well, when they conceded a couple of quick late goals against Austria. Um, that, this was about intelligence, wasn't it? And what a run to make sure that he stayed on side, Stevie. Yeah, brilliant run, really great play from Yaremchuk. He's been excellent in this half. He really never stops. He walks that line particularly well, but I like the position of Zinchenko. See how he finds that little pocket area space in between the red shots lovely ball movement and then once he gets on the half turn here 
your M chips alive. Doesn't come to him first time, maybe could have, but second time he's in there and the way that he bends the run, it really is exceptional. He goes one way, comes back the other, Kev. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? Because he goes to go early and then he decides just to delay it that little bit more to make sure he's onside and the intelligence of the finish, looking across the goalkeeper, then going near post is really exceptional. It is exceptional. I, I was really impressed with him in the first game against Netherlands with his movement, with his hold-up play. He seems to have the complete package to, to his game, actually. And I was impressed again. I mean, you, you say the movement. I just think he recognises maybe Macedonia, again with the setup. centre-half can see the run and shouldn't allow him uh, to get in behind. He shouldn't be stepping up, but full credit to Yaremchuk. Scored a brilliant header in the first game. And the awareness in that position, Stevie, you know, when you get one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper, so often we see players put the, the foot through the ball, but he is fully aware of his position and just slots it into the corner beyond Bushkan. It, it was a brilliantly worked goal and a brilliant finish. As for North Macedonia, they lost that opening game. They have the Netherlands to come. So this now becomes a big game in the context of them trying to get out of the group in their first ever European Championships. Have they been ambitious today, Kev, going forward, the way they've set up? Probably less so, actually, than, uh, than the Austria game. The one thing, you've looked at the setup, as I said before, organisation, three at the back, but it's the position of Nikolov. He's playing so high, and it's forcing it forced Ukraine early on maybe to get out to him. As soon as that ball was played to him from Brzozowski, did brilliantly to slip away from the defender. But then Ukraine have got an issue. They have to come out with the overload as a three on two. It's freed then back up inside. Tabardi, and then it's Almas again. It's another Ukraine player that's coming over to try and fill the gap. But it's the other side of the pitch then with Alyovsky, who I spoke about. He is the danger, or was the danger. Elmas comes inside here, gets the strike away himself, and then he comes back to, to Nikolov. That seems to be the best outlet, outlet, Stevie. I would say in trying to get Nikolov further forward. Said the two wing backs essentially are the two attacking options for uh, from North Macedonia but they've just not been able to get the flow of the game enough to get him in the match. Yeah, not, not being on the ball enough, not being in possession, but I agree with you, Kev. We mentioned Alioski pre-game, didn't we? But it's been Nikolov who's had more of the ball and, and, and more penetration on the, the right-hand side there. And I think that that's an example of how they can stretch Ukraine if they can just keep possession. It's been the biggest problem for them to actually be composed on the ball, get possession, give it to Elmas Bardi, the quality players, and then free up the space and the width. And they're going to have to do that better in the second half if they're going to find any way back into this game. The opening game of Euro 2012, the last time Ukraine won a match at the Euros, but they've got goals from Yarmolenko and Yaremchuk, the same two players that scored in the loss against the Netherlands, and they lead at the break. an emotional day in Copenhagen as Denmark returned to action against Belgium. It's the second game of the day following the action in Bucharest this morning and we will take you there for the pre-game show starting at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Belgium can actually qualify for the last 16 with a win. Ukraine 2-0 up at half-time against North Macedonia. Second half next.
kicked off again in Bucharest, so I'll hand you back to our commentary team for the second half. It's Pat, Navin, uh, Pat Nevin alongside Mark Scott. Thanks very much, Emma. A couple of changes from the Macedonians at the break as well. Alexander Trykovsky is on for Boban Nikolov, and Darko Cherlinov has replaced Stefan Spirovsky. So uh, they do have more of a recognised centre-forward now on the pitch in the shape of uh, Alexander Trykovsky, who started the last game against uh, Austria. Three goals in his last four competitive games coming into this one. The man who plays for Real Mallorca. And the Macedonians need goals, trailing by 2-0. Yeremchuk and Yamalenko with the uh, goals for Ukraine in the space of five minutes. Igor Ankolovsky shuffling his pack to uh, try and get the Macedonians back into this. Remember, if they are to lose this game, they could be out tonight, depending on what happens between Austria and the Netherlands. That one's an eight o'clock kickoff. Vicky Sparks and Rob Green will bring you full commentary. And prior to that, Conor McNamara and Karen Carney will be across Denmark against Belgium, which begins at five. And as if you needed reminding, tomorrow, eight o'clock kickoff, it is England against Scotland. We'll have commentary live from Wembley with uh, John Murray, Chris Waddle and Pat Nevin, who's alongside me at the moment as the North Macedonians come forward and nearly managed to get themselves right back into it at the start of the second half. Good save that from Georgi Bushan, the Ukrainian keeper who's had next to nothing to do so far. Ariane Ademi, forwards from midfield, firing goalwards after a quick one-two between him and Goran Pandev. And it's a decent stop. Yeah, he does everything right, doesn't he? I mean, he sets a goalkeeper up to go one way, goes the other way. Very, very unlucky not to score. Corner taken short, and then it's whipped in towards Pandev at the uh, far post, but too much on it for Pandev, and behind it goes for a goal kick. Well, Heohi Bushan had a mixed game against the Netherlands, didn't he? Because uh, he made some really good saves in the first half, but then at fault, certainly for the first Dutch goal and could perhaps have done better for the winning one as well but he was on the money there yeah he's, I mean he had to get down really low you expected the ball to go to the back post but he's dragged it back there decent amount of pace on the, the shot as well and you have to say the play in Pandef uh, you know he just does the right thing every time doesn't he I mean he knows where the white ball is to be played he is one of those players although a striker and a centre forward he will play a through pass as good as any number 10. So a bright start from the Macedonians at the start of the second half with Ukraine leading by two goals to nil. And at the moment they are having a look at uh, Mikola Shaparenko who is on the turf. So there's a break in play which gives me an opportunity to nudge you in the direction of our daily euros podcast the biggest names debate and reaction throughout the tournament and uh, you can get that every morning on bbc sounds just download the bbc sounds app search for daily euros and subscribe it's as easy as that and um, the sounds app also gives you the chance to listen live and rewind commentary too and commentary tomorrow on england against scotland amongst others Sweden against Slovakia and Croatia, Czech Republic before that as well. Another full day of football for you across Five Live. Alioski chasing back into the left-back position after uh, crossfield ball was looking for Yaremchuk. Alioski questioning whether there was a foul in there from Roman Yaremchuk and the two of them having a polite conversation as uh, 
Shaparenko returns to the field of play. I don't think Alioski was going to win that one, do you? There was a bit of a height differential, yeah, wasn't there? <laughs> Huge. Pick on someone your own size would have been the uh, message there as uh, Tchaikovsky is... There's another, another clothes signed, isn't it? Another neck one here. Did that... I don't think it was delivered. Tchaikovsky's just... Uh, he seems to be holding his ground. Again, it's a, it's, it's a chest again, and he's holding his neck. It's, it is so, so tiresome to actually have to put up with that and watch that. Um, I just don't think we have to... You should, as, as in the game, you shouldn't have to put it. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember... I can't remember which Newcastle player it was that blatantly handballed it, trying to charge down the shot, and then grabbed his chest as if it had hit him there hoping that he'd get away with it that, that I can vaguely understand because they're trying to get away with a penalty but that's just trying to get somebody booked and sent off and it's not acceptable but it's going to be a free kick for Ukraine after all of that it's uh, on the right hand side roundabout level with the uh, edge of the penalty area whipped in towards goal and well saved by Dimitri Evsky. well that caught pretty much everyone out because it looked as though it was going to be across from out wide but Rusan Malinovsky went for goal instead and it needed saving looking at the replay it was drifting in towards the top corner yeah and many will play a ball in that area where you think well it's a cross that might just creep in at the back post but you're spot on that's a shot <laughs> first and foremost that's a shot from a very very wide angle that uh, that Yamalenko would have been proud of corner kick then for Ukraine both goalkeepers making good saves early in this second half with Ukraine still 2-0 ahead corner comes all the way across to Zinchenko right corner of the box closed down by Pandev floats in a good looking ball should have been 3-0 free header arriving late from Ilya Zabani but he didn't get enough power on it to truly test Dmitrievsky I just wonder if he thought the player in front of him was going to get ahead on it because that's very very clear there's nobody near him he's got plenty of time he's up in time as well he should do much better with that header from there I mean centre half call yourself a centre half Floated in now by Alioski, looking for Pandev. Really good start to this second half. Good energy from both sides. Ristovsky's got forwards from the back, but has lost possession. This could be costly as uh, Ukraine come on the counter with Yarmolenko making up good ground, slipping it out to the left-hand side. Malinovsky gets to the byline, and uh, it was Yaremchuk who was chasing and unable to keep it in. But uh, both sides still going for it. Ukraine certainly not looking to just sit back on the 2-0 lead. Yeah, and, and, and you know, in North Macedonia feel as if they have to do something really quite early on. I actually thought he was offside there when that ball was playing, played through Yarmchuk. In fact, he was offside. But uh, because they're pushing on the North Macedonians, it is leaving gaps for him to run into, along with his uh, mate Yarmolenko. And they do look dangerous. And you, you wouldn't be surprised if they actually managed to get the next goal on the break because there is good pace there and there is good quality when they break. Our producer Ryan has uh, kindly reminded me it was Stephen Taylor who had that famous moment where he grabbed his chest when he blatantly handled and uh, was hoping that he could uh, con the referee but the uh, referee was wise to it on that occasion. Those of a certain vintage will remember a certain Rivaldo yes. in South Korea um, who did even worse than that and <laughs> pretended to be hit in the face when he was hit in the chest. And Pat Nevin's book of shame, all of those, is... Uh, yeah. North Macedonia have it just inside their own half with Darko Velkovsky trailing Ukraine by two goals to nil but it's been a spirited showing from the Macedonians once again they have uh, done their best to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and had that Pandev goal ruled out for what was offside but there wasn't a great deal in it and that chance right at the start of this second period as well for Ariane Ademi 
It was beaten away by Hayohi Bushchan. It would make it interesting if the North Macedonians did actually manage to get a goal because you know, that confidence that you're seeing in the Ukrainian team now, that might fizzle away a little bit, you know, if they do lose a goal. But at the moment, they're fairly comfortable and they are, as you say, looking very dangerous in the back with the, with the two high-profile players up front. But, you know, behind them, you are getting good levels of, uh, you know, work rate and also kind of tackling from Zinchenko. I don't know that the creative side of it is, is as good as a number 10 should be but all the other sides of this game have been excellent collected on this near side for the North Macedonians by Darko Chelinov one of the half-time substitutes Pandev quickly closed down forced to go backwards of square infield to Elmas who's operating in a deeper position now Elmas goes for goal from distance and it's blocked by Zabani behind for a Macedonian corner yeah, and each time Elmas gets the ball, he does try to do the right thing. He has got a little bit of vision on that occasion there. It was a long way out and wait a moment because they've got a corner. And they've taken it short and then the fist effort is onto the crossbar. I think there was a hand in there from Bouchan and now they're asking for a penalty, which they have got. Could well be game on here. The referee has to go and get involved as uh, there's a coming together between Bouchan and some of the North Macedonian team. So, penalty for the Macedonians. I don't know what Bushchan's shouting about there, right? I mean, the referee's going to look at it. There's VAR there. If it's not a penalty kick, and if uh, Pandev is making the most of it, fair enough. But, I mean, it certainly looked as if he was blocked. Really unlucky with it. The great save of the keeper for this first one. Absolutely magnificent save. But we've got a good angle of it here. He gets there first, and that's a penalty kick. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a change there. Karavayev was the player who made the challenge on Goran Pandev. He then went down after the contact on Pandev to try and indicate that he was the man who'd been felled. It is still being checked by the VAR official Alejandro Hernandez, but the check is now over and it will be a chance for the Macedonians to get themselves back into it. Karavayev thinks he actually got a tiny little touch in the ball. I mean, he really does think he gets a little bit of an almost imperceptible touch. In fact, so imperceptible that the VAR can't see it, so it's a penalty kick. Alioski is going to take it, the Leeds United man, scored a penalty in their friendly win against Kazakhstan a week and a half ago, his fourth successful penalty conversion for North Macedonia. They need this. Alioski up against Bouschan, this to bring the Macedonians back into it. Hands on hips. Gianni Alioski waits for the referee's whistle. Fairly shortish run up from Alioski. Whistle goes, still hands on hips, sizing up the target. And it's saved! Alioski onto the rebound, scores though! Well, how about that? Not a great penalty from Alioski. Beaten clear by Bushchan, but the reaction was wonderful from Alioski. First time smack, back past the keeper and in. The Macedonians back in it. Ukraine 2, North Macedonia 1. You're not exaggerating with that finish because it's came to him at some pace. It's almost on the volley. The amount of players that will mishap that, hit it into the ground, or he'll sky it over the bar when it comes back to him because, you know, they've missed a penalty kick. They're all riled up anyway, but he didn't. He kept himself calm there, kept it low, kept it on target. Plenty of pace on it as well. That's actually a very good finish indeed. So he's missed a penalty, but he's now scored an open play. 
Yeah, the penalty wasn't great, but the reaction to smacking the rebound was exceptional from Gianni Alioski. And the Macedonian supporters at the National Arena in Bucharest are creating a right racket now. And rightly so, because at 2-0 down, you thought that it could get ugly for them. But they have stuck to their guns, they made some attacking changes at the break, and they are right back in the mix now. They certainly are, and I think I asked the question about two minutes ago. You know, what if they do score now? Will you see that same bravery, that same confidence that you've got from the Ukrainians? Well, we're just about to find out if that's the case. Alioski back doing the day job now and uh, stooping to head of the ball to Stole Dimitrievsky, who uh, just collects and tells his uh, teammates to calm down because at the moment emotions are quite high out there. The penalty incident brought a real cacophony and then the conversion of it's got the fans going as well so you can understand the message being just take a breath just try and get your foot on the ball don't concede a goal so soon after getting back into the game and, that, and that's what uh, the North Macedonians will know just now you know getting back into the game you know the previous one but you know if you do push it too far too quickly especially against the quality they're playing against here they could be out of it again but they've got a foothold they've actually started the second half very very well indeed and as you say, the changes they've made, you know, they've got more up point up there. They've actually got Tchaikovsky up there as well, alongside uh, Pandev. And that has helped them, although Tchaikovsky's playing a little bit wider left. Well, just over half an hour to play then in Bucharest. Ukraine 2, North Macedonia 1. The Macedonians need another goal, though, to uh, ensure that they can't go out this evening. Because if they were to lose, they may see their tournament brought to an end. That would uh, be the case if uh, the Netherlands avoided defeat against Austria this evening in the 8 o'clock kickoff. At 5, it's Denmark against Belgium as well. And uh, tomorrow, the small matter of England against Scotland rounds off our commentary coverage. Pat Nevin will be there alongside Chris Waddle and John Murray. Sweden, Slovakia and Croatia, Czech Republic to come before that as well as the feast of football continues on five live free kick then for ukraine which uh, they've won about halfway inside the macedonians half hands on hips is nikola shaparenko with uh, another player in attendance in ruslan malinovsky referee's whistle goes it's uh, left by shaparenko for malinovsky to deliver not a bad ball in as well but there were enough macedonians back there to make the clearance bit of a mess made of his attempted clearance further by Ennis Bardi but he's managed to get possession back but then he's lost it again so on the left it's Malinovsky for Ukraine wriggling his way into the area just bit off a bit more than he could chew though Belkovsky comes across to tidy things up but again the Macedonians have lost possession in their right back area and again they get a bit lucky as Ukraine can't make any currency out of it maybe that's the, the point about Ukraine they thought they'd maybe done enough so they weren't pressing high well they're pressing high again now aren't they they're closing down in every opportunity they do not want to you know allow that foothold to grow into anything more for the North Macedonians it's uh, I'll tell you what it has it's become an exciting game again I mean they'd almost written it off as you say at 2-0 but certainly this uh, this is a long way from being finished and I think play the way they're playing just now the North Macedonians they will actually get one or two more chances well, we've heard it said a few times I think uh, Emma was mentioning that Raheem Sterling had uh, called it a uh, cup final for Scotland tomorrow but this does have the feel of a cup final and that's what both sets of players had said before it given the uh, opening defeats that they were both on the end of and that 
is the uh, general vibe that we're getting from the match at the moment as well it does have that extra edge to it it doesn't feel like a group stage no. game I mean it, it will be almost a knockout game so you, you will play that sort of way and well, I like the fact that nobody's kind of sat in it and tried to be too defensive Rostovsky now delivering from the right hand side for the Macedonians charged down but comes back out to Enis Bardi who feeds Rostovsky goes in field now to Elmas poor touch from him though Elmas has just gifted possession to Roman Yeremchuk who's surged into the Macedonians half but on his own didn't have any support and is crowded out and the ball goes out for a throw yeah that's uh, a little bit over elaborate there uh, by Elmas you know he's got lots and lots of skill but there was no need to do that there he just played a simple ball and he wouldn't have got his team into trouble he's got away with it there but uh, you don't do that when you're the last defense the last midfielder because they can break on you there so his manager will be not happy with him at this point in time here is Makalenko for Ukraine but uh, that's a poor pass from him Elmas has fed Pandev on halfway nice roll away from his man but didn't have enough legs on the pass to find Cherlin off so Ukraine have it back just inside their own half once again on the ball is Zabani who finds Shaparenko darts uh, forwards and uh, feeds Zinchenko but his control lets him down, so here is Enis Bardi for the Macedonians, bringing it clear again across to that left-hand strip of sunshine, but he's uh, now been crowded out as well. Yaremchuk has uh, played the exchange of passes with Andrei Yarmolenko, who was very lively in the first half, but we've not seen too much of him since the break. No, um, purely because they've not had that much uh, attacking to do. Another player who's uh, been hit in the face. Now, I actually think, again, he's probably actually taken a little bit of a hit there from Musdu, um, but it's not deliberate. You know, a little bit of a swing. Uh, yeah, Malenko's got on with it again. But he's got quite frustrated, cutting a frustrated figure in the second half, isn't he, Yeah, Malenko? But he's not the only one in that, that Ukrainian team. They've been pushed further and further back. Uh, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't get worked up about that. They're 2-1 ahead. And by the way, yes, I'm with you. I can see your face there. Yamalenko not proud of himself there he'll be okay got their very own edition of the simulation game in this one match of the uh, Ukrainian players uh, so we have 27 minutes left of the 90 Ukraine 2 North Macedonia 1 this is a huge game for both these nations so a huge final half an hour or so left to play in Bucharest here's Stefan Rostovsky for the Macedonians decked out all in red in the centre circle is uh, Ademi now, Ademi plays it through the centre, Elmas chasing, just took off his toes by Shaparenko and now here comes the quick counter from Ukraine and Zinchenko had the right idea to try and slip in Yarmolenko but the pass had far too much weight on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a wrong ball because it should be played directly onto his feet, there's no need to put that between the centre back and the full back, he's wide there, play it into his feet, he's got the quality to take it on the run and run on with it so you know it's it's not the right ball there it looks as if it's the right ball but it's not the right ball you play it into feet and you run onto it Malinovsky has uh, fed Shaparenko for Ukraine who's returned the pass to Ruslan Malinovsky Malinovsky good vision to play it across to the far side here's a chance for Karavev he's got to the byline Karavev back across Yarmolenko goes down hit comes in from Malinovsky and it's well saved by Dimitrievsky. Oh, and uh, that is very ill-advised from Roman Yaramchuk, who has gone across to the goalkeeper Dimitrievsky and has sort of shoulder-barged him and knocked him over. I don't think he's going to end up in trouble for it, but 
You give the referee a decision to make when you do something like that. I'm stunned if he doesn't get a yellow card for that. He's a bit frustrated. Goalkeeper makes a good save. The ball's up in the air and the keeper goes for it. But then he goes it. He just shoulder charges him when the ball's away. I mean, no need for that at all. I mean, there's a shoulder charge when the goalkeeper goes for it. Uh, Dimitrescu goes for it. And then a further one after that. That's not the brightest moment. I think his mate Andrew Shevchenko will not be impressed with him for that. It wasn't necessarily his style to do that. He's got lucky there, hasn't he? That I should think have been so. A yellow card. I think so. And then another referee in another day may even have uh, taken further action beyond a uh, yellow card. You know, you can't raise your hands towards a player, and that wasn't a million miles away from doing just that. As it is, no further retribution, and Ukraine still lead by two goals to one. And it is uh, still a game that is very enjoyable to be watching at the moment as uh, Tchaikovsky for the North Macedonian side works it out to the left and Alioski Alioski cuts inside of one challenge and uh, then his control lets him down but Tchaikovsky's won it back on the left hand side and it's forced the throw to be conceded by Ilya Zabani you can see a lot of that tentativeness growing in to the Ukrainian defenders because they don't want to make another tackle in the box, do they? They're kind of standing off, they're kind of hesitant of it. They don't want to you know, give away another penalty kick. And that's not the way you should be thinking about it. If you're a defender, you need to defend first and foremost and do the right things. But you can see they're all getting a little bit jittery back there. Ukraine have won both of their previous competitive matches against North Macedonia. 1-0 at home and 2-0 away in qualifying for the last Euros their four previous meetings had only produced four goals so uh, we've been blessed today Pat yeah I mean it's, it's been a good group for that plenty of goals in the group plenty of attacking football and enjoyable games Chelinov chasing the ball forwards for the Macedonians now right channel offloads backwards to Elmas about 10 yards outside the box his pump delivery in is easily cleared though and at the moment, it's uh, Ukraine who are content just to soak the pressure up and try and hit on the counter. And the Macedonians won't be used to being invited to have the ball. Normally, they're the side that have less possession. But at the moment, they're the ones that are seeing a lot more of it. And it's Ukraine who are content to sit back as the hit from distance comes in. And Bushchan has to get down to deny Tchaikovsky. And it bounces right in front of them now. So that's a tough one for the keeper to get. I mean, it doesn't look that... Uh elegant the way he saved it but it doesn't matter he's did the right thing there shoved it to the side that's actually a very very good save indeed um, but at the moment I asked the question before you know if they get the, a goal back how will the Ukrainians react well not well it has to be said they've, they've gone into the shell a little bit they look a little bit nervy to me and uh, that will lift the Macedonians Alioski who scored the penalty with the corner but that's a poor delivery easily gathered by Bruschan, who's quick to bowl it out looking for Zinchenko and the throw didn't have enough legs on it because the Macedonians are in possession again Alioski, nice dummy by Ademi could be in here looking for Elmas just by the corner of the six yard box taken off his toes by Karavea but he puts his hands on his face there does Elif Elmas because he knows that was a chance they've taken the corner quickly momentum with the Macedonians at the moment but then Ennis Bardi goes for glory from a long way out and it's a long way over the top of the crossbar but that was almost a really good chance and I wonder if Andrei Shevchenko has decided to make a double change right now because of the way the game is going yeah and I think he's going to take Yamalenko off he is going to take Yamalenko off and uh, I mean that tells you a big story I mean Yamalenko with his injuries obviously 
you know, he, he won't be staying fit for every single game, the length of every single game. That's still a bit of a surprise, and it shows you, you know, they're going to have to make sure that they do not take any more chances, because at this point in time, the much more likely team to score is North Macedonia. By, by a good distance, that's what looks more likely just now. It's not saying it will happen, but that's how it looks at the moment. So off goes Yarmolenko. And uh, just waiting to see who the other player going off is. Sigankov is uh, one of those coming on. So looks like he's going to take uh, Yaramchuk off as well. Yeah. I'm slightly surprised by that. I think so he's had a very good game. That is uh, a couple of interesting alterations from uh, Andrei Shevchenko. Two goal scorers and your two best players, arguably, have just been taken off. I don't know if the Ukrainian fans would be delighted with that. Besedin is uh, one of those to come on. He is a forward, so uh, he will replace Yeremchuk in that role. And the other player to come on is uh, Zigankov as well. So both coaches have made two changes. And Andrei Shevchenko is looking to change the direction of uh, this match because although his side are leading the Macedonians are asking some real questions as they try to get something out of this game 20 minutes left to play as uh, the ball is fed to the substitute Bistedin Bistedin up against Velkovsky but the flag is up for offside well the build-up for the big one tomorrow will be in full swing this time tomorrow England against Scotland is an eight o'clock kickoff at Wembley. John Murray, Pat Nevin, and Chris Waddle will be in situ for that game, and the build-up will begin bright and early tomorrow. Five live breakfast from 6 a.m. Nikki at Leicester Market, Rachel at the Tenants Brewery in Glasgow, and uh, while the build-up continues throughout the day, Sweden, Slovakia, and Croatia, Czech Republic on the agenda as well before that crunch game at Wembley. And uh, it's anything like this one, it'd be pretty decent. Yeah, and of course the, the side of it is Scotland have to do something, they have to get something out of it, and they'll almost certainly be just about out of the tournament, so, you know, they may not start as an attack-minded side, you know, fully, but by the end of the game, Scotland will have to go for it, and if they're not winning or they're just, just behind, they will make it an exciting end to the game, I'm sure. And there'll be plenty of build-up material in the Daily Euros podcast as well, which you can get every morning on BBC Sounds. Here's Darko Velkovsky in the right-back area for the Macedonians who have just under 20 minutes of normal time to try and get something out of the game. Ukraine came from 2-0 down to make it 2-2 for a bit against the Netherlands and now they are trying to avoid conceding a two-goal lead this afternoon. Enis Bardi with the throw for the Macedonians then. Yeah, actually complete control and dominance of the play, not just in attacking-wise, but you know, they've got so much more possession as well, and it's a real surprise that the Ukrainians have actually allowed that to happen so easily, but having said that, they score in the break. They set in the substitute full of running after coming on for Yeremchuk, and uh, just been put out of play by Visa Musliu, who immediately then clutched his calf and has uh, stayed on the deck. Let's try to see if that's either A, cramp, or B, he's uh, told the calf muscle. The suggestion is cramp, but the fact that he's dragging his uh, toe back up and uh, 
you've noticed there's quite a, a lot of, of that happening in this tournament so far already. Can you imagine what it's going to be like near the end? You know, it's the, the most damaging and you know, tightest season you've ever had. And then you put a competition with these games close together, it's, there's going to be a lot of players going down with cramp as this tournament goes on. Throw taken short by Zinchenko, who uh, gave it to his teammate. He wasn't intending to give it back to North Macedonia, but North Macedonia shrugged their shoulders and said, come on, we put the ball out of play because it was an injury, and Saved he has returned possession too. Saved an international incident there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of thing that really rails the players up. There's a bit of you that thinks the North Macedonians could do that. They, they wouldn't mind that. They need to something to happen you know a little chance you know and certainly a little bit of anger wouldn't go miss Sihankov has uh, helped to work it through what a chance that is to wrap up the win Sihankov the substitute puts it wide and the Ukrainian supporters cannot believe it it's a brilliant opportunity but you've got to see he's just on I mean is that his first touch if it's not his first it's only his second touch there it's bounced up he's involved he's got his body in all the right positions it's his left foot and he's trying to angle it but it's come off his studs and it's never going to beat the goalkeeper from there it's one of those ones that looks like an easier chance than it actually is but you ought to get on target let's be fair so the opportunity for Siankov to restore Ukraine's two-goal advantage isn't taken and the match remains very nicely poised if you're a neutral not if you're someone supporting Ukraine just over a quarter of an hour left to play and it is Ukraine 2 North Macedonia 1 one thing I spotted was that uh, Yamalenko handed the captain's armband to uh, Taras Stepanenko who uh, is a player you might be interested in Pat I'll fill you in a bit more when we get an opportunity but uh, Ukraine in possession at the moment and seeing a bit more of the ball now after North Macedonia had that period where they were dominating possession and were in and around the Ukrainian penalty area a degree of control has been restored for the Ukrainians now I wonder if it's a little bit of tiredness um, certainly watched that the, the other night with uh, North Macedonia they did actually tire a little bit as the game wore on and uh, you know a lot of those players have actually now just about played two whole games and uh, yeah, begin to see a little bit of weariness they're not able to close down as quickly you wonder now I mean if they lose a goal now there's no way back for North Macedonia but you know a little bit of a chance a little bit of an effort if they get a goal suddenly the spirits will be raised again they're trying to break again here is Alioski on the left-hand side. Plays a sweeping crossfield ball out to this near side. And Chelinov. Chelinov has Rostovsky on the overlap. Goes to him now. Rostovsky can't get there to deliver the ball. But a sweeping challenge from Akalenko has popped it out for a throw to the Macedonians. Level well, with the edge of the six-yard box. With a very tired pass out wide there. And you know, it's a good break and a good possession, but it's absolutely wrecking them to do that overlap there he was exhausted happy to get a throw in Rostovsky with what looked like a bit of a tired throw in as well and uh, should be easily cleared by the Ukrainians Zihankov is uh, asking for it Zinchenko was in a bit of room through the centre as well but uh, it goes out for a throw and I wonder if there's going to be another change perhaps to put some fresh legs on there for the Macedonians as Pat was saying they were looking a little bit knackered Ennis Bardi is going to be withdrawn and uh, we're going to see Daniel Avramovsky come on for him 
Yeah, you mean in the midfield there, if you've put that amount of work in, I mean, even just to get the freshness about the place because they were getting tired, they weren't being able to close down, and I'm sure they'll be asking uh, Avramovsky to get in there, close down, and get his team back into the possession again because this last five minutes they've lost possession. Alioski getting the Macedonians back into it with that goal after his penalty was saved by Bouschan and he put the rebound away. Four players have now taken a penalty at these Euros. Ronaldo, Bale, Hoybia and Alioski. And Ronaldo is the only one to score from the spot. Yeah, people think it's easy to take the penalty kick. It's not. <laughs> Especially the goalkeeper. I'm very impressed um, in this occasion because the keeper was all over the place along the line. And he actually really spooked Alioski. Uh, unfortunately for him, the save actually fell down to Alioski's feet and he put it away extremely well. So, Ukraine making a change now. Chaparenko is the player to go off and Serhii Sidorchuk, who didn't start this game, perhaps because uh, he would be suspended for the final group match if he picked up a yellow card, is going to come on for him. Yeah, he'll, he'll sit a wee bit deeper in the midfield, won't he, and try and close out that space that they're trying to go into. I mean, Elmas is, is one of those players you keep on thinking, is it going to happen, is it going to happen? And it's not quite happened for him yet, but uh, he's the one that looks most likely in that space there to deliver a pass ball. I was trying to remember, there was a player which reminds me of, Yossi Benayoun from some years ago, he played a lot of football in England. That type of player, that kind of look about him, real lovely, skillful player, but at the moment not getting as involved as uh, the Israeli used to do. Just over 10 minutes left to play then in Bucharest. Ukraine 2, North Macedonia 1. If it stays like this, then North Macedonia will be out if Netherlands avoid defeat against Austria later. That is the uh, 8 o'clock kickoff. Before that, we have Denmark against Belgium at 5 with Conor McNamara and Karen Carney and uh, as if you need reminding tomorrow is uh, England against Scotland 8 o'clock kickoff at Wembley for that one Pat Nevin on his bike after this to uh, get himself readied for that big one I hope it's not the bike it's 200 miles away <laughs> <laughs> but you're right yeah, I'm going straight down to London for that one and you know very very excited about you know, the, the fact that it's a Scotland-England game there was a period of time where I stopped enjoying them. I didn't think they were very good because they were annual and the real passion amazingly had begun to filter out. Not the case anymore, especially when it's in competition. Well, Ukraine just looking for the goal that would uh, settle the nerves and ensure that they have the three points from this group game in the bag. They've uh, won themselves a free kick from the position that uh, Malinovsky tested the goalkeeper from out wide earlier on. I wonder if Ruslan Malinovsky is going to go for goal again. It's about five yards outside the corner of the area. It was certainly travelling his effort, and uh, the ball is still alive just inside the area. North Macedonia have enough bodies back there to deal with it, and the crossfield ball towards Sinchenko has too much on it and drifts out for a throw. It's intriguing that he's tried that twice. You know, from that angle there, it's not on. It's really not on. You, you think of goalkeepers of any standing at all. He should save that from about 35 yards out beyond the corner of the penalty box. That is not on for a shot. That tells me they don't rate the keeper. That tells me that if you get it on target, if it bounces or with any power in front of them, they don't trust him to catch it and they're going to follow in. So, you know, we noticed early on that Dmitrievsky is a, an unorthodox keeper. 
they just want to get power and pace on target and follow in because he seems to punch everything and if it stays like this it could be all over for North Macedonia at the Euros and it's all over for Andy Murray at Queen's Russell Fuller it is he was not nearly sharp enough against the top seed the world number nine Matteo Berrettini today 6-3 6-3 the Italian has won with 14 aces he lost just six points on his first serve virtually unplayable on the grass for Andy Murray today thanks very much Russell and uh in this game in Bucharest meanwhile the referee is checking for a potential penalty and he is going to go and uh, have a look at the pitch side monitor was so that the block before Alejandro Hernandez the VAR who is watching on a screen in neon in Switzerland the Spaniard has informed the Argentinian referee Fernando Raffaini that there was a potential handball in the area so he's gone across to have a look at the monitor the incident was uh, when the ball was whipped in by Malinovsky and was there a block with the arm well the arm is away from the body it. I think he's going to give it I really do it's away from the body isn't it Abramovsky who's only just come on I think is the player who could be guilty of conceding this penalty referee is still looking at it he's had a couple of glances at it he's got the freeze frame on now so I think he's deeming where the contact was and he's given the penalty so Ukraine will have a chance to seal the victory from the spot it's going to be a yellow card as well well, well the guess, yellow card's harsh yeah because I mean, it's not deliberate you know he's just jumped up he's his hands up there it's in an unnatural position because he's trying to cover himself but it's away from his body it's above his head height by the letter of the law that as soon as I saw that that's a penalty and I didn't think the referee would change his mind away from that so we've seen one penalty in this uh, second half save but the rebound stuck away Ruslan Malinovsky is the man who has the ball under his arm at the moment had a very good uh, season close with uh, Atalanta in Syria and now from 12 yards has the opportunity to surely wrap up the victory for Ukraine long run up from him he's in the D of the penalty area whistle goes now Malinovsky strides up and it's saved really good block by Dimitrievsky who was going past the ball but still managed to stick out an arm to beat it away and the Macedonians are still in it they are still in it and it's quite incredible the goalkeepers have both did exactly the same thing exactly the same thing they do that running along the line one way then the other way then one way then the other way and it has spooked both penalty kick takers and it's something we don't actually see an awful lot of usually the goalkeepers take maybe one step but doing that jogging one way along the line back again back again it has spooked both of them well that now is five penalties taken at these Euros and only one scored by Ronaldo it's incredible it's uh, you know you think from that distance from 12 yards I mean I can't talk that wasn't the best penalty kick take on the world but a long way but you'd think the numbers should be bigger than that much bigger than that and I do think the keepers are beginning to learn you know from the rules that you're not allowed to go in the front of the line but they're going along the line they're doing that jumping along and it really is spooking the opposition a couple of changes from the Macedonians in the aftermath of uh, that penalty save 
Trichkovsky for Velkovsky. Demi's gone off, and uh, Milan Ristovsky, brother of Stefan, has uh, come on for the final five minutes or so. So Ukraine to North Macedonia one. That's a save penalty, keeping Macedonian hopes of getting something from this game alive. And uh, if they manage to do that, then they can't go out tonight. But if they do lose, then they will be eliminated if the Netherlands avoid defeat to Austria, which is the 8 o'clock game tonight at 5. It's Belgium against uh, Denmark. Alioski jostling for it on halfway. Ball just uh, rebounds off him and out for a throw. I was going to tell you uh, about uh, Stepanenko, wasn't I? Because, uh, as I said, he's a player that I think you might be interested in, Pat. He's an avid reader and uh, says he enjoys the biographies of people who have achieved something in life, such as uh, Sir Alex and Slatan. Any any books you think he might be interested in? Try and have a look at number one in the book list. <laughs> we ought to biographies in football. Goodness knows what's that. I'll pass it on. Here is uh, Trichkovsky for uh, North Macedonia. Goes over, but the referee points to the ball. And uh, that indicates that it was one cleanly in his eyes. So Ukraine can come forwards on the right wing. Knocked into the centre and then uh, smacked a long, long way over the top by Ruslan Malinovsky, who is probably still fuming with himself for failing to stick away that penalty. What a difference it's made, you know, that when that goal was scored and uh, to go back, get it back to 2-1, and they really did shape for a little while, but a couple of little changes, particularly you know, the, the surprise when he, he took off both Yeremchuk and uh, Yarmolenko, but it's actually steady things. You know, Ukraine literally most of the time actually in control in that central midfield role, and I think there's a little bit of tiredness going through that North Macedonian team, but just if they can get one last break, one last chance, that might just about save them. So, is there to be a late salvo from the Macedonians? They have three minutes of the 90, trailing Ukraine by two goals to one. It's been a really good game, this, full of energy and endeavour. And once again, the Macedonians who came into this as the lowest-ranked side to ever qualify for a European Championship Finals have made a really, really good fist of it. They uh, have lost possession, though, as they uh, mounted an attack there. Stefan Ristovsky has helped to win it back. Scramble clear by Ukraine, and it might turn into a handy pass for Zinchenko to chase, actually. Zinchenko waited for the bounce of the ball. Doesn't go his way. Musliu is there, and it's all the way back with Stole Dimitrievsky, who uh, plays it into the feet of Elmas. Elmas looking for an option. This is not where they want to see Elif Elmas, one of their best attacking players, back deep in his own half but they've managed to spit it on to the left and Alioski makes up a few yards whips in a ball towards the far post collected by uh, Chernov Cherlinov has it and looks to get to the byline Cherlinov does get to the byline but then delays the cross now he tries to deliver asking for handball against Sinchenko but the uh, Manchester City man had his arms firmly by his side I think Trigovsky was absolutely fuming there because he was standing <laughs> was fuming still is fuming just now because he was standing at the edge of the box here he was completely and utterly free and if he just laid it back there he could have either had a shot or else crossed it into the box himself with no one on him so wrong decision there but coming to the end of the game lots and lots of pressure on you understand why you know he tries to get the ball in there as quickly as possible I've seen about seven uh, replays of the penalty kick that was given there and uh, the referee's right with the rule of uh, 
you know, the, the arm was definitely up above shoulder height, but uh, it was a good save in the end. And for all his unorthodox style, I have to say, Dimitriescu's got pass marks for most of the game today. Let's hope that it's a similar level of entertainment from the other games we've got for you today. Coming up very shortly, Denmark against Belgium, Conor McNamara and Karen Carney will bring you that. And at 8 o'clock, it's Netherlands against Austria with Vicky Sparks and Rob Green. And if North Macedonia do end up losing this game, which they're on the brink of, then they will be eliminated if the Dutch avoid defeat in that game. I mean, they've tried really hard to change it up, the North Macedonians. I mean, they're not three at the back anymore. They're, well, I say they are, almost, but, but one of those three at the back is probably Elmas, one of the most attack-minded players. He's trying to play as a pivot there and to drive from that sort of position. But they've tried a lot of things, and now they're going all out for it, and they are in danger of being broken on as well. But you've got to give it a go. These are the last moments for them. Rostovsky swings in a ball for the Macedonians, but it doesn't find a player in a red shirt. It's broken for Elmas, though, who's played it towards Pandev. Pandev inside the area, couldn't quite wriggle away from the challenge. Rostovsky fires it goalwards, and it goes behind for a corner as we go into stoppage time. There will be four additional minutes. North Macedonia looking for the grandstand finish, trailing by two goals to one. I don't know why they're taking so long well, overtaking this corner, though. Well, you told me that Dimitriescu used to play centre-back. Come on, what are you doing? Get up the park. Come Absolutely. on, go attack this. If you're going to be the goalkeeper, you're a centre-back as well. You should be up in there trying to get a goal for your team. Yeah, surprised that we haven't seen him up there. In it comes from Alioski, headed away towards the edge of the area. An acrobatic attempt, and uh, it's uh, led to a free kick as uh, the hapless Daniel Avramovsky who gave away the penalty has now committed a foul which is going to eat up some valuable seconds for the uh, Ukrainians to help see out it was just a moment there you, you go through the big overhead kick and you know, the dramatic in the last minute um, you know it comes off now and again you remember there was one up in Scotland as well the goalkeeper came up in the last moments. It was uh, St. Johnson goalkeeper come up and managed to get his team a win to the, get to the cup final. So these things can happen. And no, of course, nobody goes and marks the keeper when he comes up. So really quite surprised there. You're going into the defender, desperate for a goal that he didn't come up for the corner kick. Edward Sobol, the defender, has come on for Ruslan Malinovsky. As uh, Ukraine just tried to inch their way towards the three points. We've already played two minutes of the four additional that were signalled. Will they get one last chance to try and get a draw from this game? Alioski is in the left-back area and has played a somewhat risky pass across the face of his area, but they've got away with it. But they're still deep inside their own territory. The Macedonians need to get this upfield, need to take a gamble. Alioski on the left, plays it down the line. That's a handy pass. Strykovsky has got it. He's got three in the area to aim for. But he's closed down quickly, it's in towards Abramovsky, and he gets his header all wrong. That drifts behind, and that might just be that with 90 seconds of injury time left to play. That was very disappointing from Trzykowski. He's got himself breaking on the left-hand side, but he doesn't want to put the ball on with his left foot. So he's stopped, he's come back, he's went on his right foot. By that time, the defence have got themselves set, he's not going to get any power on the ball. You've got to take a chance to put the ball on with your left foot there. He didn't do that. Any possibility of a chance was lost there. Well, agony etched on a lot of the Macedonian supporters' faces, but surely a real sense of pride that they've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with first Austria and only 
seen off late on in that game and they've given Ukraine a real match this afternoon as well considering that they uh, arrived number 62 in the FIFA ranking so the uh, lowest ever ranked side to compete in a European Championship finals and they have not been outclassed but they are set to lose consecutive games in the group unless here is Tchaikovsky making his way to the edge of the area going for goal and firing not a million miles wide he went for glory he beats the ground in frustration the Macedonian supporters put their hands on their heads in agony it was there to have a go at goal and it certainly had Buschan worried as he dived full length to try and get something on it yeah he's caught it incredibly well actually he really pinged that towards the back post there sadly it just goes wide of it for uh, the North Macedonians you could argue that you know you've got to get them on target you have to make sure it's on target and if the goalkeeper drops it or palms it you can follow in it's not on target it's just passed and that may well be the last chance for the North Macedonians to stay in this competition well we played the four additional minutes now so added time in added time free kick deep in Macedonian territory which uh, Stole Dimitrievski will take but it's going to need something remarkable for them to get a goal with time up already towards Pandev it goes and it breaks for their hit from distance from Tchaikovsky and the hit goes wide and surely the Macedonian hopes disappear as well well it's sympathy for Tchaikovsky for the first shot there not for the second one that's not on there it's behind him he's about 30 yards out I mean if you're Gareth Bale or Cristiano Ronaldo you would think twice of taking that on in the volley he did and got nowhere near it it's the Ukrainian supporters who are waving their flags set to be up and running in Group C and there goes the full-time whistle Ukraine have seen off a very spirited North Macedonia they led by two goals to nil after the uh, strikes from Yarmolenko and Yaremchuk but Alioski scored on the rebound after he saw his penalty saved and the Macedonians asked some questions they needed a saved penalty of their own from Dimitrievski to keep them in it but in the end they couldn't find that second goal full time in Bucharest Ukraine 2 North Macedonia 1 a great effort by North Macedonia but their chances of advancing at the Euro 2020 have probably come to an end Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another three-pack of Euro 2020 action. You've just seen or listened to Ukraine defeat North Macedonia 2-1. I'm Matthew Cause, and this is TSN Radio's live coverage of Euro 2020. Coming up at noon, we've got Denmark versus Belgium. I imagine most people will be rooting for the Denmark squad with Christian Eriksen recovering from that cardiac arrest. Then at 3 p.m., we have the Netherlands versus Austria, two teams undefeated so far. Andy Petrillo, she will join me at noon for the halftime for Denmark-Belgium. Meanwhile, Gareth Wheeler will be at the half for Netherlands versus Austria. You are listening to TSN Radio, the official home of Euro 2020. Champions live here. <laughs> 